podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to Cricket is the Winner and you join us for our first episode of 2023. It's been a little while, but much like the good weather and some of the cricket being played, we have had to wait until the start of the season here in England, which every year seems to be getting slightly earlier. This year it started at the end of March, beginning of April. It's not quite got very warm here just yet. But things are about to seriously hot up as we're now just over a month away from the Aussies coming to town. And what's better than an Ashes? But two Ashes series. I'm sure you're all just as excited as me to start what will be a fantastic summer of cricket. So whether Australia, England, men or women, win or lose, cricket is going to be the winner. So, what have we missed? Well, England's men brought home the T20 World Cup after beating Pakistan in the final at the MCG in November, as they became the first men's team to hold both World Cup trophies at the same time. England's women were not so lucky, losing to South Africa in the semi-final of the T20 World Cup, and no prizes for guessing which team went on to lift that trophy. Australia's women's team continued their dominance and furthered their claim to being just about the best team in the world at any sport. Basball continued throughout the winter as coach Brendan McCullum and captain Ben Stokes took their England test team to Pakistan for the first time in 17 years. What's more, they completed a 3-0 series win in a country where it's nearly impossible to force a result. Basball, however, has proved to be the kryptonite of any draw, and that had not changed in December. Ben Stokes set Pakistan a tempting chase on a flat deck with four sessions to play in what was a very brave move from Stokes. It ended in Rawalpindi, with England not just battling the Pakistan batters, but also racing against the fading sunlight to secure a famous test win in dramatic late fashion. Then came the tour of New Zealand, a place that Baz and Ben, of course, know better than any. After a thumping victory in the first match, England were defeated in one of the most famous test victories of all time. When Neil Wagner had James Anderson caught behind to win the match by just one run, it meant that New Zealand became the fourth team to ever win a test match after following on. It was also just the second time in history that a test match has been won by a margin of just a single run. So there you go, we're all caught up. And we'll focus now on today's episode. Uh, in a few minutes I'll be joined by Mr. Joseph Andrews, who's going to be talking to me about England selection ahead of the Men's Ashes series, which starts in June. But before we get Andy in, uh, we're now four games into the, the county championship and it's proving to be an entertaining season. Of course, the names you look for ahead of an Ashes summer are all playing some excellent cricket and some not so much. So how have the England players been getting on? Well, it was the Ollie Pope show at the Oval when Surrey battered their title rivals Hampshire, chasing down 247 for the loss of just one wicket, with Pope stroking an effortless 122 not out. Ben Duckett has been enjoying his cricket at the beginning of this season. He's the third top run getter so far in Division 1. Just ahead of Duckett in the run scorers tables is Keaton Jennings, another name who is closely associated with a chance at opening the batting in this year's Ashes. Now, Division 2 might be, on paper, 
full of the second best teams in the country, but it is anything but that in practice. Johnny Bairstow has been playing for Yorkshire and keeping in Division 2. And of course, Marnus Labashane has been playing for Glamorgan. And just today, Pajara and Smith were batting for Sussex at New Road. And we'll all have to pretend that it's not hilarious that Steve Smith was out for 30 on his debut in the county championship today. England's captain, Ben Stokes, has been playing in the IPL. However, it's not been particularly easy for him. He's been bowling on one leg. Uh, and has only been able to bat for the most part of his time over there in the IPL. Unfortunately, though, Stokes has only managed to score 15 runs from his two innings with the bat. And England fans will also be pleased to hear that Joffre Archer is back playing again after his lengthy injury that's kept him out of the England squad for the last two years. However, it was a day to forget for Archer, who, in his four matches in the IPL, has taken just two wickets at an average of 83 and it was another English player, Liam Livingston, who punished Archer this week as Archer ended the match with uh, between Punjab Kings and Mumbai Indians with figures of 0 for 56, with Livingston sending Archer for three sixes in, the, in his final over. But the player that everyone is talking about at the moment is the incumbent opening batter for England, Zach Crawley, who, despite scoring 170 for Kent recently, He's had a string of incredibly low scores and has struggled to get out of single digits for the most part of this season. Crawley averages just 30 in the county championship in his career. There's no doubt that there are question marks next to his name in the England squad. So let's bring in Andy and we'll talk all about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning. Welcome back on the show, Andy. Morning, Steve. How are you? Very well, thank you. Going well. How are you? I'm going very well, mate. Going very well. Uh, Busy boy, but lovely to be back on the podcast. Not too busy to watch four days of cricket every week, I hope. Uh, Maybe. It's it's a lot of cricket. A lot of cricket to watch. But I'm I'm really excited for the the upcoming internationals. It's going to be a really good summer of cricket for England. It might be. It also might not be. But I'm I'm positive. I think it will be, but not won't be. Well, have a bit of faith, mate. Obviously, we've had one of the best winters we've had for a long, long time. So let's let's take that into the summer. Let's have another really strong summer against yeah some decent opposition, and no bigger than the Ashes, which is coming up at the start of the summer. Of course. So we've got. Basball, we've got our team. I think we are going to do a yeah. podcast soon looking back on Basball, so we won't cover that too much. We've got about 12 or 13 players, but only 11 can play. Let's start with where we always start with England, which is openers. We Who is who even are our openers at the moment? We've got Duckett and Crawley. So this is... I was, I was on the train yesterday, Steve, um, when you mentioned doing the podcast today. And I went through who I would pick 
a sort of a loose squad and then trying to tighten it down. Um, and that's hard. That's, that's a, it's a hard job. Um, but I thought it was a headache that actually is one of those nice headaches to have where the, for most of the positions you're going, well, actually, we've got more good options um, than, than players that need to fill it. Mm. Apart from opening. One of the openers. One or two of the openers. Duckett, I think, is good. He's... Yeah, go on. Talk, talk about Duckett because well, he's... I think Duckett's done all right, but he's also not been in the team long enough to have messed up yet. So if he doesn't come off, we, we can't drop him yet, you know, unless someone else is having an absolute stormer. But um, I thought Alex Lees was hard done by last summer because he, he did okay um, to then not be picked again. But yeah, he didn't he didn't set the world on fire. However, Zach Crawley is almost definitely the problem. He scored 174 yesterday, but he hadn't scored anything all season before then. I'll just check that score actually. I'll see what he actually got. It was it was one seventy. I've just got it in front of me because I was I was going to talk about Crawley, yeah. Um, but but you're uh, right, Crawley. It was his first. It was Crawley's first big score of the summer. Um, a fair play. One seventy is a big old score. The thing also that interested that interested me is that it's come off hundred eighty three balls. That's very baseball esque. Yeah. Um, and. So if he's playing like that, that's that is a good sign. Um, I think I I honestly would start him in that very first almost warm up test we've got against against Ireland in June. Yeah, do that. See how he goes. If he can't score runs against Ireland, gone. That's his one chance. Yeah, that's all well and good, but <laughs> <laughs> who's your bring in? That's the problem. Do you, do you... I don't think it's about bringing anyone in. I think at the moment, I personally would rather have two openers who are openers. That's It's better to have an opener who's done it before. However, Bairstow's coming back, so we've got a middle order of too many players. Um, Pope, Root, Stokes, Bairstow, Folks. Um, oh, Brooke, who's on fire. That's too many players to fit into five positions. So there's talk about moving one of them to open. So I don't think if you drop Crawley, you bring in another opener. I think you move one of them down to open. question is who? A lot of people have said Stokes. Stokes to open. I kind of see it. Honestly, I want to see it. It's a very bold claim. Tell me why he should open, because I'm I'm one, really not convinced. One point Mark Butcher made, and it was he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't he wouldn't ask anyone to do anything. He wouldn't do himself. <clears throat> so why not just do it himself? My point is, when did he score any runs last year? Genuinely any, apart from when he had to buckle down and score at one and over in the T20 World Cup and in basketball. He literally, that's the only time he scores runs is when he gets, has to get his head down, despite the fact that he's this big, brash, like, bully with a bat. That, that's not when he scores runs. Like, it's very rare he scores one of those innings. And it's true, isn't it? Like, if you think about it, he still has to do that kind of role. Yeah. I First of all, I, I love how you wrong. refer to Test Cricket as in basketball. Um, that's great. You've, you've changed the name of the whole... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole f- well I mean 
Well, he did score quite quickly a couple of times before Basball. Um, he got like the fastest hundred at Lords and that time in South Africa and stuff like that. But yeah. his best innings have been when he's been. I mean, at Headingley 2019, he was what was it? Um, he was two off of 50 balls or something. Yeah, he had to knuckle down first. Um, That's when he's at his best. I, 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 I just, I don't think he should open. I don't think he should open. Um, more to the point of like, you know, he can get a quick thirty or quick forty when you need him batting at six or wherever he bats, and that's that's a useful asset to get. Like, there's there's times where a quick forty is very very handy, more sometimes more so than a than a big old hundred off 200, 250 balls. So I honestly I don't think he should open. I think if anyone opens, it's most likely to be Ollie Pope. Um, oh, but he's doing so well. I know. He, I don't think that's the right thing either. I don't think. No. I don't think you want to mess him around too much. But I, that's what I think is most likely is that they'll make Pope open and he'll he'll just be a bit average. I think that's a shame though because. Uh, this is what happens with cricket sometimes. People get moved. The best player gets moved to alleviate a bad position, not to improve the best player. Joe Root did it for years, batting at three when he didn't want to bat at three. You know, yeah. um, you've got to try and not do that, I think. But someone has to go there because Bairstow's got to come back. Bairstow has to come back. Um, obviously, the big question surrounding Bairstow is, is he coming back as a, a batter? Is he coming back as a keeper? I know my answer, and I think you will know my answer as well. Um, Which is batter. Which is batter. You know yeah, how much I love Ben Folks, who, yeah. by the way, has had a great start in in county championships. Yes. Got a, a century already. Um, thought he played very uh, really well for England over the winter as a a keeper and also as a batter. Um, I I think he'd be so hard done by to be taken out of the team. It's just not fair, is it, to to not drop Crawley but to drop Folks? Yeah, that would not be right. Maybe there's some way of asking Folks to open. I don't know. It's obviously we shouldn't do that. No, no, we shouldn't do that. No, but also as well, he's I I don't know because I remember he had a, he's had a good run, but he's not been our best batter. So I don't you know like Bearstow if he was rubbish at opening that'd be a waste. Same with Pope, Root, um. But Folks has not necessarily set the world alight with his bat, I don't think. He scored a few, but you know, but it's also because he's batting at seven. That's yeah, and, and his job isn't to set the world alight. He's no. he's a solid 40, 50 runs at the bottom of the order and actually can do a good anchoring job when you think, oh, we've lost a few quick wickets here. He, You know that he can stay there for a bit whilst one of the the people further up the order can knuckle down and get the runs. He he's a solid option. I but he's he's so good behind the behind the wicket. I think his he'll win you a game. He'll win you a game by stumping Steve Smith or something like that. Who was it? Kane Williamson. He ran out in um, New Zealand. I can't remember. Yeah, who, yeah. Really good glove work. Like so switched on. I don't think there's. Many other keepers in in world cricket at the moment that would have spotted that. He's the best in the world. 
genuinely the best because no no one's a specialist keeper these days apart from no. Ben folks. So when you've got an asset like that, you have to you have to utilize him. You know, and but second to that is that Bearstow is a quality batter in his own right. Look at the summer he had. He was he was so good. You know, we were at the the Cricket Writers Awards where he picked up um, the big gong from from those guys for his for his just top quality summer. Scored five or six hundreds, didn't he? <clears throat> he scored two against India in that one-off test. I think. But he's been at his best, and a lot of people will say, I don't think he thinks this actually, but a lot of people will say that Bairstow's been at his best because he's not keeping. He's just batting, which is like what he does in the ODI squad. Um, he he wants to keep. He's always said it. And he's keeping for Yorkshire this summer to make a statement that he can get into that team as a keeper. Personally, we don't want... I don't think anyone wants him to keep because folks is a better keeper, but I suppose... If it comes down to pure batting, you'd have to have him in over folks. Yeah, it's about where these, like I said earlier, it's about where all these really good assets actually fit into the eleven. But I, honestly, I think folks is a non-negotiable for me. I think he's yeah, so good. I, obviously, best two is coming back from injury, so we will see how he plays. But for me, he's in there for his batting alone. Uh, a nice, a nice number five, I think. Um, so on, on folks very quickly, like I said, he'll win you a game. Think about 20, 21, 22, down under. Think about how many easy catches Butler dropped in that series. And think about how important that is. Harry Brook. Oh my God, Harry Brook. I'm so excited for what he can do this summer. I was concerned with him at the IPL because he got a couple of really low scores and then I thought he should be playing county cricket before an Ashes and not going out and getting his confidence blown to bits by the IPL. Then he's went, come out and scored 100 and he's yeah. back to how good he is. And yeah, he, he could be the Kevin Peterson type player this series where he has a first Ashes series and he just blows everyone away. Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. If I, if I was him, I'd go out and I'd line my pockets as well in the... In the IPL, yeah. what's his yeah, what's his contract? How much how much did he go for? Was it over a mil? I'm not sure. It was probably a lot of money. He's he's a big name now, isn't he? I'm really excited for what he can do this summer. I think I think we've got a few players, him included, that the Aussies will be really scared of. Um, I think one of those other players is our big scary bowler coming back, Joffrey Archer. Joffre, he, I'm not really actually that hopeful because I've just had my heart broken by him too many times. Every time he comes back, he gets injured. I want him yeah. back, but I'm just going to set my expectations as low and I'll be incredibly impressed when he does play well. I, I just get, I've got this horrible feeling he's not going to come back from injury in time or he's going to come back and play with a niggle or something like that. Well, I mean, um, hopefully somewhere between him and Mark Wood, they can they can just alternate games because they're, they're very similar players and they do the same job yeah. in the team. So, and as such, they both get injured quite a lot. So hopefully if we can have at least one of them fit at all times. We... Get them rotating. Robinson yeah. is fit as well, I think. Um, he actually could be key to us 
I think Ollie Robinson. He's been a seriously good bowler for the last few years now. Jack Leach, I think, is going to keep playing. He's he was our biggest wicket taker last year, um, and he has got Steve Smith out a couple of times, it, albeit off a no ball. But he is someone that can get some Aussies out. Um, Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, though, I think those are our key. Yeah, I mean, we keep going back to it, but I think our bowling attack they will fear. How can you not fear Anderson and Broad at home in an English summer? Add to oh, that yeah. the, the raw pace of Archer and Wood, then the skill of Ollie Robinson as well. Oh, the one thing I will say about Leach is I don't think any batter looks at him and goes, oh, I'm scared of Leach. I think they'll go, that's the guy I'm going to attack. True, but that's where he's got his wickets. That's how he gets people out now. Because yeah. Stokes backs him. Stokes doesn't put the field back to him. So he does go for a yeah. few runs like he always did, but he brings the fielders up so he can be aggressive still when he's taking wickets and his confidence seems to be back as well. Yeah. Thing, isn't it? Um, throughout yeah. the whole team and it comes from the leadership. So, so fair play. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm batting against that England side, I'm, I'm saying, ah, oh, please let me face Jack Leach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not even that good at playing spin. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for coming on, Andy. We'll see you very soon. Yeah, pleasure, mate. As always, um, look forward to being on again. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later, mate. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we absolutely cannot wait to have you along for the rest of the summer. We've got, uh, we'll have a daily episode after every day of the men's and women's ashes. We'll also have a limited run of episodes leading up to the ashes to get you excited for the series called Ashes Moments, where we're going to be going over some of our favourite moments from Ashes series of the past, some recently and some hundreds of years ago. So, Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.